You've joined the Digital Transformation Success Podcast. I'm your host, Priscilla McKinney. I consult with leaders around the globe and bring their teams through a digital transformation journey. Realizing digital transformation across an entire organization is key to business success. While the phrase digital transformation is often used, it's not always understood. So we start each episode with my brief working definition. Digital transformation refers to the purposeful integration of digital technology into all areas of a business. It goes beyond technological innovations in that it requires a fundamental mindset shift of how to operate internally and deliver maximum value to customers at scale. When done well, it results in a culture change to an environment where opportunities for digital technology are not missed but are thoughtfully used to change established practices and processes for greater efficiency, flexibility, and profitability. You'll hear from consultants, trainers, executives, innovators, and thought leaders. We will avoid buzzwords, jargon, and leave behind our egos to help you take that next step toward digital transformation success. Let's dive in. Welcome to Digital Transformation Success. Today, you're going to hear about AI, and I hope that you're going to just in a little bit get your mind blown here. So with me today is Sergio Suarez, the CEO of Tackle AI. Sergio, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. Well, I couldn't do this show without you because the reality is, is I don't know what you know, Sergio. So we're going to get a little bit geeked out today and we're going to really pull the curtain back on AI. And I know from conversations you and I have had um, that it, it a little bit drives you bonkers what people talk about that's AI that's not really AI. But I thought for our audience, I might kick off our conversation with two articles that were published recently that really set the stage for why AI is such an important conversation to have in terms of digital transformation. Does that sound good? Sounds good. Awesome. Well, the first thing was an article that came out of HBR. So I think everybody loves listening to, you know, the, the, the truth um, that Harvard Business Review brings out. So let me tell you, this was just in this year. AI adoption has skyrocketed over the last 18 months. And they go on to say in this article that as a result, you know, of the pandemic, we've really been pushed into a lot of digital transformation, which has pushed the envelope into uh, artificial intelligence. So the actual article says that there was a new study saying that 52% of companies actually decided to accelerate their AI adoption plans. So that bodes well for Tackle AI. <laughs> Let's yeah. start there. But this is the conundrum, and I just want you to pick this apart and tell us really what's going on over in the artificial intelligence world. The next study that uh, came out of um, DataPro, and it was about how, oh, this really brings up the issue that everybody's trying to do it, but nobody's doing it right. So let me tell you what this article said. It said that nine out of 10 leading businesses have investments in AI technologies, but actually less than 15% of them are deploying those AI capabilities in their work. This is really the sweet spots for Tackle AI. So Sergio, why don't you tell my audience a little bit about why this conundrum and what is going on? Yeah, so I think... um... It's been an issue for a while, 
where I think um, people use the term AI as like a catch-all. You know, I think back in the day, we used to say big data, and that was kind of just a catch-all for, for a bunch of information in a database. Um, and uh, I remember like the 90s, early 2000s, um, people were basically just making if-then-else statements, you know, just like you could do in Excel. But hey, I have an AI doing stuff on my Excel sheet, which is technically true. Um, it is using some logic. Um, and I think it's it's swayed really, really heavily to the other way, where now it's it's very, uh, I like to say it's like an academic approach to, to artificial intelligence, where people want this purity. They want this AI to completely learn on its own. And we talk about auto machine learning and things like that. Um, but they're not practical in business. The reason a lot of times things are not making it um, into, into production in, in companies is that theoretical AI doesn't work for companies. Uh, you know, um, it's actually really cool to be able to use a tool and teach it a bunch of information with millions and millions of data points, and you hope to get good good answers. But the truth is, it still needs to be guided. Right now, people are using the term neatware, uh, where you know it's AI that's assisting a human, and um, and it, it's looked at as a positive right now. But the reason is that people are not doing enough to make something actually work in production for the companies that they need to use them. Um, and there's usually a bunch of training that goes in that they try to pass on to the customer. And then the customer's like, oh God, I don't want to try train this thing for the next six months and spend millions of dollars and I can't use it day one. That's the scary part. And that's why it never gets to implementation because nobody wants to spend all of this money and then be like, hey, it's not going to be useful for six months, you know, um, which is what's occurring in a lot of places. Yeah. Well, you mentioned that AI is in a lot of places, but that it's not really understood. So give me one example where AI is actually in use that maybe we're not aware of, maybe in everyday use. So computer vision, which is a form of AI. Um, and, and another thing is it's a deep learning. Um, so the type of AI would be deep learning models. Uh, computer vision is huge. Um, if you have an iPhone, all of the pictures that you have on your phone are being scanned and you can now say things like, hey, find a picture of me in Hawaii um, where I'm eating food. And and the AI is going through and computer vision saying, hey, there's food here. This is Sergio in Hawaii and here it is. But now it's getting to the point where it knows me at four years old, where um, it's making connections between old pictures of me and and now. So even though I look nothing, you know, I have a long beard and, and you know, and, and, and short hair. And as a baby, I have long hair, and no beard. Um, and, and I'm four <laughs> years old. But the AI is picking up on it. And these algorithms are figuring it out. They're, they're, they're figuring out um, how we would have looked when we're younger. They're figuring out what we're going to look like when we're older. Um, and that's actually a really cool use um, mm-hmm. of actual AI that's learning completely on its own. Well, I know that we're all looking for these shortcuts, and that's why companies keep trying to deliver this to us. But give us an example of something that people are referring to as AI um, in the business world that's not AI. (laughs) That's actually, gosh, I don't know what it is. We could probably discuss what it is. So I always like to say um, people are calling fancy analytics AI. Um, And and that's what it is. So um, we used to say, if you notice, you haven't heard the term analytics a lot lately. Um, and you used to hear it a whole bunch. Um, and that's because they're trying to refer to analytics as AI, uh, where you're get, gathering insights, right? Where you're saying, here's all this data, here's an insight. The thing is with AI, it's actionable insight. You're not just saying, hey, here's some information. You're saying uh, to nobody, <laughs> you know, you're saying, I have all of this information and this is what I'm going to do because of the information. Um, and you know, we used to call it actionable actionable intelligence, you know, um, but that, that's a big difference. So 
Um, I always tell people it's very convenient. Nobody says analytics anymore because AI is the new buzz thing. <laughs> so me as a CEO of my, you know, just a few million dollar firm. So I'm, I'm small potatoes to some of the things that are going out on out there in, in large AI world. But even business owners at my level are looking for ways to automate things and to make things more simple. We're looking to AI. We're hoping that that's what's happening. And actually we're being sold a bill that AI is what's behind some of the products that we're using. I know for me, one of the biggest headaches that we have and redundancies and jobs that nobody wants to do is dealing with expense reports, right? So what do you see out there in the business world that is being touted as AI, but is actually something else? So what you'll hear terms is you'll hear like um, AI enabled or AI assisted. Um, And it's basically like, we're going to make this tool that will help humans be able to do things faster, but the AI is not actually doing it. An example, like you said, is an expense report. There's AI out there that'll be like, here are all the tables. And this is where I think the important information is. So instead of having to look at a 2000 page document and figure it out, it'll say, here, go to these 14 pages, which is where I think the information you're looking for is, you know? Um, Now, I think that's cool, but I think that's cool for like five years ago. Now, you know, like a tackle will look at that expense report and ahead of time, you'll tell us, well, what is it that you want from the expense report? Well, I want to know, you know, how much uh, was spent in this, what did we X, Y, Z, and we'll go through and find those data points, pull them out, but not just pull them out, put them into your analytics platform, for example, so that um, you can go out and find the insights that you're looking for in your analytics platform. But the, the hard part is all the manual work that usually has to get done by a human having to read you know, all the, you know, a thousand pages of an, of an expense report and pull all the info out. Yeah. Not only the expense report, but let's even go a step further, you know, in, you know, backwards, which is to say, how do I get this receipt into my expense report? <laughs> you know, that's a, that's yeah. a true headache of, of a small business. Yeah. And I actually, and right now, you know, that's a part of where you'll hear, some people saying AI and it's not AI um, where, uh, Hey, you know, take a picture of your receipt and then it'll go into your, your, you know, we'll, we'll extract the information. It'll end up somewhere. The truth of the matter is um, it's usually like 5,000 people in, in Pakistan or India or something where these things are being sent and then they're just manually getting done. So for some things, people are like, Hey, I don't really care that much as long as it gets done in the next, you know, three or four hours or 24 hours, it doesn't matter to us. But for really big companies, that have, you know, uh, thousands of those receipts uh, that need to get done uh, and done quickly, that it's just not an option for them. Well, not only, you know, the time, what you're talking about, it it doesn't scale in terms of the time, but now let's bring in the, the whole concept of privacy. So when you want to digitally transform your company and you want to use AI, if you're not really using AI, which can be seated on your server and in your place, instead you're outsourcing it really in effect is what you're saying to me, right? So then my data is being sent over to Pakistan or, or India or somewhere like that. How comfortable are companies with that knowledge? Yeah. And it's, it's scary a lot of times uh, when I look at uh, the way things are done in healthcare, for example, um, almost all of healthcare's data is, is being processed overseas. Um, it's just, it's too expensive to do it in the United States. Um, and there's just an abundance of information, um, like 70 or 80% of the documents that, that are circulating in a hospital are outside of the hospital's realm. So they're getting things from other labs or they're getting things from, uh, third parties that are not internal. 
and it's just it's swamped you know it's it's uh it's an immense amount of, of paperwork um that ends up just being thrown overseas and then um all of our healthcare information you know is is somewhere uh on a server in india and then ends up coming back um and you know they, they put things in place to try to protect it's just it would just be a lot better if all of that was done here in the united states and the data never leaves um <laughs> It'd be better if they'd never left the hospital, you know? Um, and I think that, um, I think we're moving towards that. I think people are learning to do AI for real because it's going to become a hindrance. Even with cheap labor, it's still not scalable. And if you're a hospital system and you're going to have, you know, as, as they keep consolidating and you're going to have, you know, 80 hospitals, it doesn't, it still doesn't work to just have a bunch of people doing it. Okay. I, I, you know, that, that's so key. And I know, you know, you're going to layer on top privacy, you're going to issue on scalability, you're going to talk about time, you're going to talk about money. There's just all these issues. These are actually really pressing business issues. Like you said at the very beginning, AI might be a wonderful thing for theoretical academia, but when it comes to business, we have to make it, you know, save money, save time and really free up humans to do better, higher level work, right? That humans actually want to do. Nobody wants to process a receipt. I don't care where you live. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. Well, um, the reason why I reached out to you um, is because really at Tackle AI, you all are doing what I would refer to as the next generation of AI. And when I've talked with a lot of people in terms of processing business transactions, or even, even when we talk about document management, I mean, that's, that's a nightmare for me and I'm a small business again, but you really take it a step further. And I think it's really key to help people understand, you know, when they're looking at a digital transformation initiative, what really is the scope of what can be done? And, and I want to preface this by saying that I had a lot of people reach out to me and talk about about RPA or about document storage or document management and about how that is a part of, you know, of digital transformation. But as I was talking with a lot of those people, to me, that did not really seem like the actual final solution. That seemed like a very small piece of storing the data that we have. So help people understand robotic process automation, what it's doing, what it's limited to, because when I look up digital transformation and transforming business processes, that acronym is all over the place. And I don't think it's totally understood. Yeah, no, that's, yeah, that's a good point. And I think to like explain this, we have to go back like, you know, 15 years when it was like, Hey, let's digitize everything. And it always sounded cool. Like you're going to digitize something, but the end goal wasn't understood sometimes by, by the end user or by, you know, big CEOs or executives, right? Um, it's, hey, we're going to have, we have all this paper, let's digitize it, you know, and now it'll be in the computers. And once it's in the computers, awesome, you know, but, but it didn't help because all you did was take a physical piece of paper and turn it into a digital piece of paper, but you still didn't know what was on that piece of paper. Like, that's what you were trying to get at, right? It was like, what does this say? So then, you know, the next step was, well, we'll OCR it. Right? And that's legal to use that for a super long time. You OCR it, you know, or um, you convert it from an image and then you get the text off of it. Um, and then they're like, so now you can search for stuff. You still don't know what it is, though. So uh, in, let's let's in legal, for example, like you still don't know who the defendant is just because it's OCR. You know, so instead what they'll do is they'll go and they'll search you by your name. But what if there's a document that didn't have your name on it? So now that document is not going to show up, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and it's just a, the, the discovery process has always been really slow. And that's kind of where we live today uh, with, with a lot of people. RPA 
really comes in and really changes how you do your automation or, or the way that you do all of your paperwork. Now, what they're doing is they, they do something called zoning, which is, hey, we've seen this document before, right? This is where the information on the document is. You give X, Y coordinates, you draw little boxes. And the next time it sees that, they're really good at just processing it. Um, then there's a slight intelligence with like, hey, we know what your receipts are going to look like. So we can go and look at receipts and then say, okay, uh, Walmart, for example, and say, well, we know how many pixels we need to go down to check if there's a new line um, and then extract the information. But still, it's still not the, like you said, it's not the final form. You yeah. know, the final form is, hey, I've never seen this document before. And saying, hey, I think it's a medical document, though. And now that I know that it's a medical document, what type of medical document is it? It's like, okay, well, it's an MRI, right? Okay, now, if it's an MRI, what information would somebody want off of it? Well, they would want to know what the MRI was of. They'd want to know, you know, uh, how they, what they did it with contrast, no contrast, uh, et cetera. And then if there's a result, they'd like to know what the result of the MRI was. And that's what you want in your electronic health record system. You don't want the result of a PDF just randomly put into your electronic health record system so that the doctor has to go dig around and find it. It would be really cool if you could just say, what were the results? And it's just nice and formatted for you inside of your electronic health record system. Um, and that's what, that's what really is automation. Um, we just keep taking these little baby steps, but like, that's what we're trying to do. That's the end goal. It's just, you know, I mean, that's what we're doing at Tackle too, is just, I started the company by saying, can I process a piece of paper or a digital document I've never seen before? And that was the whole concept of it. And that's what we've been doing. Oh, I love that. So that really, you know, we, we do try here at Digital Transformation Success to pull the curtain back and not talk jargon. So I'm just going to repeat something that you said a little bit earlier, because we talked about RPA and what that is, but OCR that you mentioned is optical character recognition. And that is about converting unstructured formats into machine readable text. But I think the finer point, what I hear you saying, if, if I completely understand you right, is that even that... And even if someone takes it the next step with zoning, they still can't, that, that still doesn't account for having a brain in effect that looks at a document it's never seen before that is unstructured and unzoned and said, what is this? <laughs> and what yeah. should I do with it? Is that what you're saying? Exactly. Yeah. So I think that there's, there's rule sets, right? And I think people hate that in the AI world like uh, rules-based engines because they're like, oh God, you know, we're going back to the nineties and, um, but rules-based engines are needed, right? Like what's the rule if I have an MRI, you know, what, what am I going to do? Uh, we can guess. So we normally, because we have a different client, we'll be like, well, this is what they wanted out of MRIs. And our, and our AI actually picks up on that and says, Hey, well, I'll give them this, but it turns out that they don't want the medical record number, you know, or whatever, you know, that's something that they're not interested in. Um, but, but yeah, you're absolutely right. Opti optical character recognition creates, it, it takes an image and makes it into text, but it doesn't tell you the data points. It doesn't tell you, hey, this is the name. This is the address of this person. This is the medical record number, et cetera. And that's really what people are after. Okay. Well, let's take that mind-blowing piece right now that I alluded to at the very beginning. So I called you because Tackle AI is doing next generation AI. So let's say those are all the limitations. You kind of, that's historically where we've been. So then what is a practical solution as an example that Tackle AI is doing that is far beyond any of these other solutions out there? Um, yeah. So a really good one that we've been doing, well, I mean, the healthcare example of, you know, just getting thousands of healthcare documents every day and then saying, this is what the, this healthcare document is. This is, it's a, it's a x-ray. 
and it's an x-ray of the chest. And um, this is the patient that it was for. This is the medical record number. Here's a doctor who's, who ordered it. Uh, here's a facility that it's coming from. It's coming from this lab over here. Um, and this is where all the results are of it. Um, doing that without ever having seen it because it could be from a lab we've never seen before. So we don't even learn like, hey, this is how labs are, are generally uh, formatted because we don't know. Um, we're doing the same sort of thing um, inside of legal. Um, a big one is we're doing invoices because I think everyone has invoices and everyone has different types of invoices of, hey, we've never seen this invoice before. Okay, like where is it coming from? Who is it? Um, what's the total? And then what's the balance? Because those are two different things, um, even though they look the same. Uh, and um, pulling all that information off so that people don't have to literally just sit there typing out everything that's inside of an invoice into a payable system, you know, like Oracle. Uh, I know you brought them up. I think they have NetSuite. Um, where we do that inside of NetSuite as well. Mm, yeah, I, I love that. And nobody likes to process invoices, just so that we're clear. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. There, there are no humans who think, gosh, data entry, that sounds awesome. <laughs> Everybody wants me doing more with, with their time. But I did um, hear you say, though, uh, in a couple of conversations back that we had, uh, one interesting feature that really has made me think a lot about processing invoices, because I, I didn't think about it, but you mentioned legal. They obviously have invoices coming from all over the place for major cases. Um, you think about a large, you know, Fortune, you know, 500 company too. They have interests all over the world. They'd have, you know, different legal documents coming in. They'd have different invoices for those legal documents, all the different um, representation they have around the world. So I can see how complicated that would be very quickly. But you mentioned to me one time in passing that, well, wouldn't it be nice if you could actually process your invoices without actually opening your email? Yeah. And that's where the mic drop happened for me. So tell yeah. people what, what could yeah. that be? Yeah. So we actually do that right now. It's just like not even a might be like um, we have a tool that's actually listening into people's emails. And if there's an attachment, our AI analyzes it and figures out if that attachment is an email. And if, or I'm sorry, if that attachment is an invoice, if it's an invoice, we grab it and then we process the invoice and put it directly into the payable system now. But here's what's like even crazier about it. Sometimes you have an invoice and then you have what we call supporting documents. So some people will say, here's your invoice and here's all the other invoices, right? So it's hard because our AI identifies that they're all invoices, but our AI can actually look at it and say, all these invoices add up to this other one. So um, this is probably the one that we're processing and these are the supporting ones. So then we go through and instead of putting every single one of those invoices in, we only put the, the, the top one. Um, and that makes it a lot easier because then it's just one balance and, and uh, it's pretty cool. Um, and that's something that we haven't seen out in the market from anybody yet. Because um, sometimes you, it gets even harder when they send you one PDF, but it's one PDF that's like 15 pages. And the first page or the, or the last page is the actual invoice that they want you to pay. Um, so RAI goes through and actually is able to separate out the documents by saying, this is a new invoice, new invoice, new invoice. And, uh, and let's say it's 15 pages, but these are the seven invoices that exist. Uh, and sometimes they have nothing to do with one another. They just sent you a whole bunch at once and you have to process them all. Um, so it's that sort of complexity that as a human is somewhat easy to see. You're like, oh, okay, these are all adding up to this other thing um, that we had to teach an AI to do. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Talk about uh, humans being able to go do some better work. 
um, <laughs> and massive, massive amounts of hours saved. So I love that. But, you know, I want to let you end with a little bit more about the company because the person who referred me to you really was impressed with what you're doing and really how you're taking this industry by storm. Uh, you are listed in built in Chicago and, you know, really identified as a key, you know, up and coming AI firm. And obviously you're hiring. I mean, who isn't right now, but it is definitely a very growing industry. It seems like you're, you're, you know, uh, running everywhere. Every time I talk with you, you're on some other plane. So there's a lot going on with Tackle AI. So tell us a little bit about the environment and what you think is in store for your company in the next year. Yeah, no, it's been kind of crazy. You know, we, we, we finished the la- um, our latest round of funding. That was, that was really good. Our, our revenues are, are, are way up. You know, we keep growing 500% year over year, uh, which is great. And then obviously the hiring of people has become the issue where um, we need to, a lot of companies, they wait to get the contracts. And then once they get a contract, they have, uh, let me go find the people to do it. Um, because we all, all, everything we do with Tackle is proprietary. Like we're, we're building all this stuff. I say we're more inventors than we are software developers. So we end up having to teach people like, hey, this is, this is how our AI works. Like here's this little thing that we built in this framework and this, all of this stuff. It's not stuff you learned in school. Um, so it's, it's been exciting. Um, you know, we're doing stuff with the Department of Defense with the, there's a cool project called the HR Smart Weapon, um, where we automate. It's such a cool name for automating human resource Sounds documentation. very dangerous. It's HR. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But we're doing stuff like we're saving them like 78% of their time that they usually do paperwork. And, um, like it's just insanely fast because we're able to look at old documents and populate. So, um, this industry, it's only going to grow exponentially year, year after year. We're creating more unstructured information. Um, as time goes on, that's going to keep happening. I think people think because we're going to digital, that somehow that means that we're not, that the information is going to be structured, but it's not. We're just creating Word documents and PDFs, and, but we're not putting them into databases, which is where they're actually useful for us. Um, mm. So yeah, it, it's, it's pretty cool. So that's really the key when you talk about next generation AI, you're talking about it really, it's not about the amount of information. It's about, is it meaningful to the, the user? Is it, is it being processed meaningfully for the company in an efficient way? Yeah. I mean, I look a lot of times at like medical documents, um, 90% of the stuff on there, you don't care about, you know, you, you really just want to know what is it? Um, what are the results and who, who, who is this supposed to go to, you know, computers are really, really good at reading through all of that very, very quickly and realizing what's important, what's not. Um, they used to not be because uh, they used to want to analyze everything, but luckily um, AI is really good at uh, figuring out what's important and what's not nowadays. Ugh, this is super exciting. And I also want to say congratulations on the funding and also congratulations that uh, for being named in Fast Company's world-changing ideas this last year. That's super exciting. It's nice to get some recognition, but just thank you so much, Sergio, for just pulling that curtain back and being honest about some of these jargon, you know, little things that people like to throw over, uh, throw out and, and, and talk about, but without really having the harder conversation, I appreciate you pulling that, that curtain back and being willing to be honest about what people are doing in AI. Oh, no problem. Love to talk about it. (laughs) <laughs> well, you need to go visit tackleai.com and you can always find Sergio out on LinkedIn. It is Sergio Suarez Jr. And so that's S-E-R-G-I-O. 
S-U-A-R-E-Z Jr. So find him on LinkedIn as well. And uh, if you have an even more difficult question than I could possibly muster up, be sure to reach out to him. They are really uh, an interesting group of people just being willing to look at things from a different angle and imagine what the possibilities are out there. Thanks so much, Sergio. Thank you. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.